Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Okay, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to that business news. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And welcome to our program. I'm excited today because we get to talk about racism, my favorite topic. Your favorite topic? Well, every podcast topic is my favorite topic. So yeah, that's how I justify that comment. So right off the bat, I'm, I'm a little curious about this story that we're going to start with that so I guess there was a manager at a Lowe's in Virginia, and they had a, an African-American delivery driver, delivery truck driver. And I guess a, assuming a white customer was not happy with the fact <laughs> that the yeah. black driver was the one making the deliveries. So that person requested that they have a white driver do the delivery. So my first question is, before we get too deep into it, is like, how many deliveries from Lowe's is someone getting where this is an actual issue? So I don't know if that's going to be answered in this, but that was my first question. And so the customer makes the request and asking if someone else could be the delivery person that was white. And the, the manager at Lowe's asked why. And she said, because you're black. <laughs> no, that's, I think you're misreading. That's, that's from... Oh, that's the manager. Yeah. That's the manager. Because actually what happened was, is some woman was, I guess, inside the store. And I guess they knew beforehand because apparently she wouldn't deal with any of the black customer service representatives or salesmen. And then so when they, she had a delivery, they already knew beforehand that she didn't want any black delivery drivers for her particular delivery. For some reason, I, I picture an old, old woman, but I, I suppose it could be young too. That's just I guess my image of it. Now you're running into age problems. Now we're really a- ageist. Yeah. Is it better to be a racist or to be an ageist? I think it's worse to be racist because if you're ageist, the pe- the older people are gonna gonna die off sooner than the wrong answer. They're both equally bad. Oh, it was a trick question. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sticking with my answer. All kind of prejudice is wrong, Matt. If you're ageist and you're against older people eventually you will become older presumably and it doesn't work the other way where if you're against one race you're most likely not going to become the other race throughout time so you could be against younger people and you're no longer going to be younger either so even though you once were it's like you've transitioned out it's like okay i'm better than that now i'm no longer five years old or maybe you're just against anyone anyone who's not your age so then it's yeah (laughs) also it's very similar well, hey, back to racism. So we had this this incident with this customer and the manager. I mean, I, they say the customer is always right, but I think this is one of those times where the manager has to step in and say something. I think it's worth losing this one customer over this issue because the manager ended up going forward with it. And as a result, this manager and I believe two others involved, right, ended up getting terminated as a result. Yeah, and, and it's weird. And, and of course, the conversation you're referencing is that conversation with the driver and the, one of the managers is like, okay, why, why can't I just go? It's like, and this is according to the driver, and he describes the managers telling him that, oh, it's because you're black. And of course, that's probably the worst answer you can respond <laughs> yeah. to that question. I kind of understand it because it's like, you know, this lady is being unreasonable or whatever. I just want to do my job. I don't, you know, I don't want to make a whole fuss. Instead of having Bob go, have Bill go, who happens to not be black just to make it easier. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, 
you just can't do that in this day and age, right? You can't put up with that stuff. Yeah, you're not. It's not going to fly in 2015 for sure. And I mean, maybe the manager, because the the driver himself actually seemed in pretty decent spirits about it. It was like, you know, it is what it is. So maybe the manager thought, well, he seems like a pretty laid back guy. Maybe he'll be fine with it. But yeah, you can't just say can't go on this delivery because you're black. I mean, then you run into, you basically just took the problem from the customer standpoint, the bias, and you're pushing it through as a manager. That's when, that's probably why uh, that manager ended up getting fired. Yeah. And, and according to Lowe's, I mean, they reacted pretty quickly as soon as the incident was brought to their attention. They took pretty quick action and terminated those particular managers, which is probably the correct result. I mean, the correct decision especially from a PR perspective, let alone a legal perspective. But that happens quite a bit. And, and anytime you have a, a, someone that's racist in the public, there's always going to be some kind of backlash for, for them. But oftentimes it's, it goes back to the employer, especially if there's some kind of, you know, even if it's like a Facebook post or whatever, people say, oh, this person works for X, XYZ company. XYZ company hires racist, that means that XYZ company is also racist. And so then it becomes this whole whole thing, right? It definitely can. And I, I understand why Lowe's approach it that way. But on the flip side, there's also been instances of someone who was fired for making racist comments and then they went through the system and an administrative law judge held that you know, they had to be reinstated. And I'll, I'm going to read a little bit. I know I'm not giving a lot of facts here, but basically kind of the, the grounds were, you know, despite the fact that these statements that this person made were incredibly racist, they're protected. And as long as they aren't accompanied with threats or acts of intimidation, then it's fine for, for them to make that, albeit you know, they're extremely racist. And this kind of ties into our conversation last week regarding you know what you can post in social media and in fact there's an entire site it's a it's a tumblr blog that basically it's racistgettingfired.tumblr.com and the site is literally about people can submit this content and it's like a online vigilante i don't know what you want to call it kind of moderation of individuals that they find that are that are racist to get them fired with their employer and I've read here and there that they have been responsible for certain publicity of certain, you know, high, high profile kind of firings here and there. But the point is, is that now you're seeing this pressure, but at the same time, is it illegal to fire somebody for those comments or not? You know, Matt mentioned this case it had to do with, the, uh, I think, a KFC employee, correct? The, the comment was related to KFC. I don't think it had. Well, anyway, so and so. Last week, we talked about social media policies and how it relates, what are, what's protected speech and so forth. And it's, it's hard to believe, but it's possible that you can't fire somebody for a racist comment. You know, like this, this certain administrative ruling by the National Labor Board, it could go that way. But generally, and I want to say this very, like, very cautiously, is that that hasn't been the case before. There's, there has been many cases that 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 has been permitted, especially in the concept of an at-will state. It really depends upon in what court you are. And I can say with very high level of confidence, if you're in front of the National Labor Board in an administrative hearing, then you're most likely going to lose. Whereas if you're in another court, possibly in a state court that is a little more employer-friendly, then you may be given more discretion. And there's, you know, there's different types and levels of what 
a court would consider protected speech. And a lot of courts don't have the same kind of tolerance to that kind of behavior as maybe, or they wouldn't consider that kind of behavior under the umbrella of protected speech. Yeah, and and ALJs are going to be different than, you know, a full-on civil case. And this was actually in Cooper Tire and Rubber Company with the office in your home state, Ohio. Ohio. Findlay, Ohio. What do you think about these guys that are this uh, racist getting fired guys? Well, so it's interesting. I was looking through it and I hadn't really come I didn't, wasn't familiar with it prior to preparing for to, uh, the recording today. I mean, at least on their, their Tumblr, I haven't looked too much into. When I looked at their Twitter account, it seemed like all they were doing were retweeting anyone who wrote I'm not racist, but, and then wrote a racist comment. Like they have to, people always do that. They qualify. It's like, I'm not racist, but blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's racist. I mean, it doesn't matter if you put those couple words in front of So in that case, all they're doing is just, I guess, trying to, trying to bring awareness and for the people that are making these comments. And I imagine once you get retweeted on there, you're probably closing out your account or making it private. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me, there's a there's one for St. Louis Cardinals, which is a baseball team. They call their, themselves the best fans in baseball, but there's an account that basically will search for Cardinals-related comments from their fans that are just atrocious. Like, and it's it's extre- it can be extremely racist at times and it, against everything and just so, so many awful things. I, I I think that account's pretty humorous to the extent that it can be. I see. Well, this site has gone through some iterations, I guess. I guess before they were a little bit more, how do I say, liberal on their policies on what they post and how they post it and what they say, because apparently the person running it, she got a lot of re- legal threats of, of varying degrees for so-called exposing of private messages, of possible defamation and so forth. Yeah. And, it's, and if you go to it now, it's pretty like, it's mostly screenshots. So it's like mostly showing other what other people have said. And so, you know, in, in, in that case, it's you're just kind of republishing kind of straight from the source. So it's, it's hard to get a defamatory lawsuit if you're just re, re-quoting it. And they even specify that it should be public social media posts, not something that's private as well. Yeah. And that's why I was making the point with the Twitter account is all it's doing is retweeting or I guess probably more accurately responding to tweets that people had already made. So as long as anyone can see those, then, you know, it's already out there. It's already public. And so it's just republicizing it. And yeah, I can see how posting private messages, things like that would, would get you into some problems. But yeah, if you're just repurposing what's already out there, then that's kind of their own, the individual's own fault for making those comments in the first place. I would check it out if you're listening. There are some entertaining kind of stories here. It'll, it goes through in, in very minute detail every single thing, but some of these actually result in a company response and a termination as well. Like for example, this uh, Regal Cinemas uh, talks about one employee that, that their post doesn't represent the company, et cetera, and, and they disagree with it. Or the individual does not represent Regal Entertainment Group. Her comments are offensive and she has engaged in behavior that violates everything which Regal stands for, et cetera. And it seems to be in response to you know, what these guys are doing. So I don't know. It's, it's, I'm sure there's positives and negatives to it, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Well, I was trying to figure out how they find these things, but I'm guessing it's probably people that are because there's a lot of facebook posts for example there's someone who's facebook friends with them and yeah you're right because facebook is is private or somewhat somewhat private i suppose and i guess people just you can just anyone can submit content apparently and i think it goes through some moderation 
process of some sort. Well, that's our racist episode. Matt feels racism is bad, but ageism is not as bad. So that's his opinion. I disagree. Now you're being ismist, <laughs> a biasist. You're favoring one bias over the other. One, one ism over the other ism? Or I guess I am. I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, you're an ismist. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.